0: The following podcast will discuss issues relating to sexuality. Please think before you listen to this podcast and consider your own mental health and safety. Hi, I'm Kat Siggers, creator and host of Offscript with... Today I am co-hosting once again with my wonderful content producer Tori Lyons. In the last episode of our isolation series, we are talking with the absolutely lovely Lewis Carter and Kate Beasley. Lewis is an award-winning director and indie filmmaker from South Wales. When he's not making his own content, he's working as the in-house scriptwriter for Fine Rolling Media. Kate is currently a production manager with BBC Talent Pool. Lifeline, the film we're talking with Lewis and Kate about today, is the first time Kate has taken on a producer role. How exciting! Today we go off script with Lewis and Kate. Who are you and where do you come from?
1: My name is Lewis, I come from uh, South Wales and I'm the writer and director of Lifeline.
2: Hi, I'm Kate Beasley. I'm the producer of Lifeline and I live just outside of Philly. So Lewis, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the
0: story of Lifeline?
1: Yeah, sure. So Lifeline is a story about two people who are sort of lonely and disconnected in their own way who probably wouldn't meet each other in the outside world or connect with each other in the outside world and during lockdown through a series of web updates through work they begin to kind of realise they have more in common than they might first have thought and they begin to grow closer together as time goes on.
3: And where did this idea sort of sprout from? Was it as a result directly of Covid I'm assuming?
1: Yeah of course you know you can't help but listen to things on the news and everything The story isn't ripped from the headlines or anything like that but there's definitely people out there who are experiencing things in the story that our characters are experiencing but also it was just to to sort of explore what the consequences of locking down might be for two individuals and what could happen you know psychologically if you lock yourself away from the outside world
3: yeah and that varies with so many different types of people as well doesn't it Exactly. on the
2: circumstances,
3: yeah. And Kate, how did you get involved with Lifeline?
2: I got involved when Lewis uh, sent me a script. Yeah, he wanted me to look over the script to see if it was worth creating, and I thought it'd be a missed opportunity if we didn't do something during lockdown because it seemed like an opportunity that wouldn't come again twice, so... Hopefully not. Hopefully not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope. Did you guys know each other beforehand?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, we're dating, so... Ah...
3: Oh. <laughs> And Kate, coming back to you, how was it producing your first film in lockdown?
2: yeah i tell you what it's easier to do in lockdown in the comfort of your own home than it is to do on the set i don't think i could do what people would do on a normal set but i think i had a lot of leeway being in lockdown and i think i'd do it again but from the comfort of my home i don't think i'd want to step on an actual set that's too much pressure
0: (laughs) (laughs) give me an example of why it was so different like what what are the similarities and differences i suppose with producing in lockdown and producing in kind of everyday life
2: with um being in lockdown i'd say Probably the difference is you're a lot more comfortable within your own home. You can get stuff done, you know, everybody's contactable, and you know, everybody's at home like <laughs> they're easy to reach if you desperately need them. And yeah, when you're on a set, it's very um, pressure like almost like a pressure cooker uh, with time constraints and getting jobs done relatively quick. Whereas I've had all the time in the world to get things done very fast, so I prefer to work at home.
0: So, Lewis, I guess as a director director. Just tell me a little bit about the process of recording the film.
1: We were obviously reliant on the actors for what kind of technology they had and what equipment they had to film. We were determined not to just pick the actors with the best camera or the best means to come across on screen. We wanted the best actors so that's what we went with and then we just tried to boost the quality in little ways like with lighting choices and things like that. But luckily the webcam format kind of uh, helped us in that respect. With directing, it was, I mean, it's kind of like having your own little video village in your house, which was great. It was relaxing. I, I normally don't like to be in video village, or I normally like to be sort of down in it with the cast and crew and seeing it up front. So that took a little bit of getting used to. But I think by the end of day three, I was pretty glad to be in my pyjamas in my living room. <laughs>
0: So was it a case of they would record, send you the footage, you'd go back with notes or what What was the process?
1: No, we didn't want to do that at all. I mean, we could have done it that way, don't get me wrong. And I know many productions are doing things like that and getting great results, but that was a big decision for us that so we wanted them to act off each other as if they were face to face. So they could kind of see each other at the corner of their eye in, uh, on, in a Skype window. But the performances, they were able to build off each other were mostly done through listening to each other through audio headphones. So it was kind of like doing a radio play for them.
3: It's so interesting to see all the different t- types of techniques that people have used to create content during COVID. And I think that's
0: the first time we've heard about that aspect. Yeah. So it's so interesting how quickly everyone's adapting to it as well. A couple of months ago, we would never have been doing this. You know, we yeah. usually do our podcast face-to-face, but here we are, we're all in different parts of the country. And it's quite remarkable actually how the arts has adapted To the current climate.
3: Of course, and and, you know, we're very lucky that we're able to do this still and and able to continue, aren't we? Absolutely. What was the focal point around homophobia and abuse for you that you wanted to highlight?
2: I think it's one of those um, subjects where it plays off itself. To have somebody in lockdown and experience those things is one scenario, but to have somebody in lockdown where you actually, he's locking in his true identity himself because he doesn't want to show his family or he knows he's going to get punished for it i think that takes the story to a whole new level and it makes us as the audience more engaged to that and we feel for him and it gives um the character arcs a different scenario as well yeah
3: yeah definitely it highlight it highlights issues that may not necessarily come to the forefront of your mind if you're not in that um, minority group.
1: From that the characters sort of just started talking to each other in my head and when that happens you kind of just need to let them be who they are and when it turned out that they were going to be two gay characters we just decided to embrace that and celebrate that and a lot of the films i made in the past have had, they've sort of doubled as a community event or been designed to kind of raise money for a cause. So I think I'm perhaps a little bit stuck in my ways in that now and I kind of always try and put something in there that can not just be a good story, even though a good story is my primary motive, but to also help people and raise awareness of something, if possible.
0: I think that's wonderful. I think that's really, really great. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about what other projects you've done and other causes you've kind of helped?
1: With Fine Roller Media, I've made... A couple of short films i've been really lucky to make which have had a massive in- impact in the community in ways i couldn't have dreamt of so the first one we did was a documentary about one of the last living world war Two commando veterans he's probably 94 years old now thinking about it and um, he's quite isolated in west wales so we made a film about his life and put a premiere on for his community in west wales and the whole community came out and gave him a massive uh, round of applause and it was just amazing and the most most recent one it was a film called Showdown which is a western film uh, based in South Wales uh, featuring autistic actors and the young protagonist of the film who was 12 years old I think Charlie Locke when he did the role was he's autistic and he's just amazing and he's a fantastic little ambassador for autism awareness. And again, that uh, culminated in a a premiere which raised awareness and money for autism awareness.
3: That's amazing. That's absolutely outstanding. I mean, you know, that that is the, the goal, isn't it? You know, yes, we we want great stories. and, And of course, there's a lot of ego involved when you create something, you want it to be good. But I think when it also highlights issues and it gives back to communities and it starts conversations, I think that's where it elevates it to that next level. It's not just making work for the sake of making work, it's actually talking about something that really matters. And I think that's outstanding. Yeah, it's
1: nice when it comes yeah. together.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: I bet. Yeah, you said you were stuck in your ways. Please stay in your ways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so going back a little bit now, we've spoken about the process of making a film over Zoom or Skype. So could you tell me a little bit about the pros and cons of recording film over that medium?
2: So definitely the pros of doing it is the one, we've achieved it. It's definitely possible. You can do it with little to no budget. It's... You know, that's the um, simplicity of it. Obviously cons, um, we did get one scenario where our actor, his computer started to break down. So we were struggling that we had done two days of shooting into the third day, we didn't know whether we were going to be able to finish the film. Luckily, we did, but <laughs> you got that as you can. I'll be honest with you, like, majority of it is prose because you're also teaching the actors to be self aware of um, things that they wouldn't necessarily think about as well. So they were being taught a little bit about lighting and they had to think really on their feet and get things done at a very quick pace so yeah i'd say it's more pros than there's cons to it
3: yeah i mean for me as a creative having that aspect of creative control is actually really important and not something that you would have in a normal filming scenario where you're with the actual people you know you don't really get to make those choices you're put in as a body I suppose and you perform but in a lot of the castings and auditions that I've been part of through Covid you get that aspect
0: of creative control when we go back to normal and we can all be on a set together that might help the whole running of everything because everyone will know each other's jobs in a way yeah, exactly. I
3: think actors will appreciate more the, the production side and vice versa I would hope
1: because the show that takes one film for an actor to kind of become aware of what everyone's doing and it informs the performance and you know we thought we might be putting too much pressure on them doing little extra jobs but they thrived on it really to be honest
3: okay guys and um, coming back then um so we've gone through the process we've gone through the film and the topic have Either of you, and, and we'll go with Kate first, got any tips for anyone who wants to make a film during lockdown? If
2: you're going to make a film during lockdown, one, make sure the story is your vital part. You can't make it without the story being good, because you're working with limited access, so what you can do in your own house. But it's not impossible. Yeah, I'd so say that would be the best advice, is making sure that the story is as good as you can make it.
1: And Lewis? I think for me, is. sort of the same as with every film is just tell a really specific story especially with you know when you're dealing with big issues like the lgbt issues or just lockdown in general you can't tell the story of everyone's experience of lockdown but you can tell a really specific story that people can sort of imprint their experiences onto and help them sort of contextualize what we're all going through
3: and just a, a final question before we go into the the quickfire round what sort of resources did you draw upon when you were creating the characters of these stories especially considering the sexuality of the characters did you do a lot of research into that so that you could accurately depict and and give justice to the story I suppose
1: I mean I spoke to the sort of similar faces that I always speak to before doing anything and a lot of my friends that I trust to read things and dissect story ideas are either gay or not straight so I was sort of relying on them for a little bit of help in that arena but I think you just got to be true to the characters you write in, and if you don't don't presume anything and just just tell the story that is logical for those characters to be a part of
0: absolutely we are going to do some quick fire questions are you ready
1: ready yeah.
0: if you could choose anyone to be quarantined with who would it be and why <laughs>
2: Ah, ah. <laughs> Obvious reasons because I'm missing.
1: They've painted me in a bit of a corner here, haven't you? So I'm gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, obviously, 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 it's great.
3: Five people you would love to have dinner with, making me dead
2: or alive, go. Okay, mine's like a weird mixture, so bear I'd have my bump with me because the yeah, last time I saw him, I was five, so I want him at the table. Um, I don't have Lee Evans because you need a bit of entertainment. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Shane Dawson because I watch him on YouTube. And uh, J.M. Barry.
1: Should have researched this one. Um, let's go Aaron Sorkin David Fincher, put my grandfather in there as well, that'd be nice. Stanley Kubrick. Come um, on,
0: oh, get a woman in there.
1: Get a woman in there, very well said. Catherine Bigelow.
0: Cinema or TV? Um, cinema.
1: Just about go with cinema but it's close these days. Cinema or
0: books? Cinema. Books. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Facebook. Instagram or Twitter?
2: Twitter.
1: Facebook.
0: Cardiff or London?
2: Cardiff.
1: Definitely Cardiff.
0: City or countryside? Country. Countryside. Podcasts or documentaries?
1: Podcasts. Uh podcast documentaries.
3: <laughs> and what's the first thing? I I feel like I can already guess this. Maybe we'll uh, be bleeping this one out. But what's the first thing you're gonna do when lockdown is over?
2: <laughs> we'll just keep that. <laughs>
1: no comment. <laughs> Probably take a drive to Nelson as well and see my producer and talk about Lifeline.
3: Oh, <laughs> obviously that's, that would be I the mean, first thing for me. To.
1: Yeah, just talking. Mm-hmm.
0: Just talking about work. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> we're going to get right down to it.
0: Um, okay, now we've got our quick fire round out of the way. Uh, we're going to ask you both uh, the question that we ask every single guest that comes on the show. So, Lewis, what is the biggest piece of advice you have for anyone going into the industry?
1: I try not to give him advice, but um, I suppose just be sure it's really what you want it's, uh, it's a lot of heartache and a lot of hard work and a lot of long hours and you know you'll probably have to give those things to any career you want to have but this one is a little bit unforgiving at times so just be sure it's, it is what you really want
2: uh, you need to have a lot of passion but I'd also say you learn more on a set than you can ever study about at least that's for me anyway <laughs> Thank
3: you so much for going off script with us guys. Um, that was an absolutely brilliant interview and it was so lovely to have you on. Can we ask you uh, how we can find Lifeline and also if you have any social media plugs
2: you would like to give us? Don't necessarily have social media plugs but you can find us on Facebook with Lifeline at Lifeline Short Film UK.
1: Yeah that's on, just on Facebook at Lifeline Short Film UK. It's also on YouTube if you Search, Lifeline, Short Film UK as well, I think. Okay, we'll,
2: we'll put it
0: down in our socials. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, Lewis and Kate, for going off script with us today. If anyone has been affected by the subjects we have discussed during the podcast please contact victimsupport.org.uk for 24-hour support or call 0333 270 2690. I'll repeat that again. Contact victimsupport.org.uk for 24-hour support or call 0333 270 2690 and we'll put it on our socials as well. I know, guys. That's it. That's the end of our isolation series. It's been such a blast to record with my content producer Tori Lyons, and safe to say, it's been quite a weird experience to interview over Skype. But it's been an interesting one, and one I wouldn't have gotten the chance to do if we hadn't have had this lockdown. So there we are. There's always a silver lining. So I just want to say, don't forget to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite streaming service. Please head over over to Instagram Facebook and Twitter to follow us on at Offscript with give us a like give us a follow subscribe and review us on Apple Podcast and we've got some very excited news coming soon we have new artwork can you believe it super excited to share that with you guys but most importantly of all and we cannot stress this enough please stay safe cheers darling
3: on, on your ready?